Well, here we are at the first Sunday after the Ascension, and next Sunday we know we will be celebrating Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down to be with the, the apostles, as I said, at the 8 o'clock. Before Jesus' crucifixion, they were disciples, and now they are apostles because before they were learners, and now they are teachers. So that is why we, we, there is the differentiation in the Gospels and going forth. So what does it mean when the Holy Spirit blows through, blows through you? Because we are not stagnant, and it didn't happen a long time ago. It happens, excuse me, <clears throat> every day of our lives. And in 1 Peter, he really gives a roadmap for what it means to be an apostle of the risen Lord, to always be on our guard, for there is, as we well know, there is evil in the world, but also to be kind to others, to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. And that is exactly what Jesus is calling us to do, just as Peter called us to do. And in the book of Acts, as Jesus is taken up into heaven, and everybody naturally is looking up, two figures in white say, Men of Galilee, why are you looking up? Why are you looking up? Look around, is what I think they're saying. Look around you and, and see what is happening here among you and with you. Those are hard words to hear because so often we think of the readings as happening outside of ourselves instead of happening to us and how we bring them in, into our hearts and minds and then take them out into the world. Have you ever wondered when you were young, and I think this is the perfect reading for this weekend when there are so many graduations, either from high school or college, and people of all ages, not just young people, are graduating. What these graduates will do with their lives. Perhaps you wondered the same thing when you were 18 or 25 or 40. What am I going to do with the rest of my life. And everything seems possible, but there's also a little bit of fear. Who will I work for? Or who will I work with? Where will I live? Who will I marry? Will I marry? Will I have children? These are all things we ask ourselves in life. And it can be a bit daunting just as the apostles felt frightened because the person that they followed is no longer with them. And he's repeatedly told them this in the final discourse in the Gospel of John. I am going away from you. You will only see me for a little while. I'm going where you cannot come. But you will know the way to which I always find interesting that Thomas cries out, but how will we know the way? If you leave us, how will we know? How will we make our lives meaningful? If you go away, our teacher, 
our friend, our healer. So they were as daunted by the task given them as we are daunted by the tasks given to us. I've been listening to Matthew Perry's memoir called Love, Friends, and the Great Terrible Thing, or Great Terrible Lie. Perry tells of his struggles with drug addiction and alcoholism, and how every time he's sober for a while, he finds himself slipping back. There's a problem. Something happens and he just can't cope. He was in rehab, in and out of rehab, he writes, 38 times, but he never gave up. And he talks about, in his memoir, freely of his relationship with God, how he prays for people, how he has helped others in AA, only to find himself slipping back but he always knows that he can return, just as we know we can return. I think of him as a model of perseverance and tolerance. Tolerance for others who battle the same addictions that he does, and tolerance for himself, because it's a difficult struggle, as we know. Those of us who have watched family members or friends succumb to the whirlwind, whirlpool of addiction, know how difficult it is to stop it. And Matthew Perry tells that repeatedly. He said when he finished Friends, he didn't know what he was going to do. He was lost, he said. Here he was making a million dollars a week and when the show ended, the money meant nothing because he had lost the people he worked with. People had moved on, people that he had grown to care for. And he knew that it would not be the same ever again. So one day he stood with a handful of Xanax and a bottle of vodka. And he had decided that he was going to, and he could take these and his life might end, but he really didn't care at that point. He was in so much pain. But then he was absorbed by this golden light, he said. And he sat with this light surrounding him for minutes. And he realized that it was God. And that God was telling him that there was more to life than just this television show, that he had more to give by being alive than by succumbing to addiction. He still has his struggles, but he's so open about them and his faith. He talks about the people he prays for every day, how he helps men in AA. He truly is someone that we can admire. Not because he's rich or he has great cars or big houses, but because he knows he's finally learning who he is as a child of God, but also how he can be a helper in this world rather than just an entertainer. 
We all can be, we are all children of God, and we also can be helpers. Matthew Perry just has a megaphone because he's rich and he's famous, and we pay attention to the rich and famous. But we also know that there are people who quietly toil to stay straight, to help others, to love others, to do the difficult work in our world. It's not easy as we know, because we here are living examples of God's love. So this Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit sweeps through this place, and our hair is blown back, and the dust comes up into our eyes, let it settle, but then let it clear. And let us become clearer as to who we are as people of Christ, people of faith, and people who are change makers in the world and in our city. It seems daunting at times, and it would be easier to throw up our hands and go about life as usual. But what we know is life is not usual. Life is not business as usual. There will always be times that are difficult. Times to throw in the towel, but there are also times when we can throw up our hands in joy at what we have accomplished, not only here in this building, but here in the city. I know I talk about it a lot, but these are the things that are important relationships, faith, hope. Those are the things that make us well-rounded people, that make us people of faith, that make us worthy of the wind to blow through us. Amen.